0: Yeah, oh. <laughs> there's so many crazy ass sounds going on on this track Like fucking stereo whistling <laughs> <laughs> Lil Jon almost sounds like Cartman on the backup those. <laughs> yeah, it does <laughs> Welcome to Listen to This, a podcast about songs. We explore why we like them, research what they were mean, how they were recorded, and why you should listen to this. Today's track is a doozy, one of my personal favorites. It is Get Low by Lil Jon and the Eastside Boys, featuring Ying Yang Twins, Ying Yang and this thang. Yep. Definitely like one of my favorite groups. This song was a fucking energy shot to the face. Oh, yeah. And it still is. I'm like, I feel hype right now. Like, I feel disrespectful to the city where I come from that I'm not partying at the moment. Right. You know what I mean? Um, This legendary track is wholly representative of the crunk music sound. It was released in 2002 and peaked at number two in the U S it was a top 10 hit in the UK and Switzerland, which I think is kind of funny um more,
1: Yeah. I didn't know Switzerland had a chart. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: You know, so it's like the the 20 Swiss people like, oh, yes, it's a window. It's <laughs> a <is the> wall." <laughs> I just made them the French Swiss. I yeah, cuz yeah, I, yeah. I don't know how to do a German accent without just yelling.
1: Yeah, cuz isn't Switzerland like a combination of Germany, France, and Italy? It's like all three. Yeah, the, yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um,
0: more importantly than it being a huge international hit, it introduces the concept of ah skeet, skeet to the masses. Right. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, the song was produced by Lil Jon, who is a great producer, continues to stay relevant somehow into 2020, um, despite remaining really true to himself. Yeah. Yeah, like he was just on, he just did one of those Instagram versus things. Oh, nice. He went up against T-Pain, and it's
1: just crazy. That's tough. Those are two giants. Yeah, but Lil Jon, is just like,
0: you know, he, he was producing... Track after track that for was a lot
1: of people. Yeah. I mean, he did that, Usher, yeah. Mm-hmm. And,
0: and then he came back recently and did turn down for what? Oh, you yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? That He's almost modern, had like yeah. a, a resurgence. Him yeah. and um, it's a DJ Snake and oh, Steve Aoki. Yeah. Ioki yeah, does yeah, 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 yeah. And, like Lil Jon's now like a famous like party DJ. Yeah. Which makes sense because that dude, I don't know if he parties as hard as he says. But he says a lot.
1: My favorite thing about Lil John the East Side Boys is when they would come out on stage and drink the crunk juice out of the gasoline. Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we got to talk about crunk juice soon. There used to be only one store I could get it in the neighborhood. I was like in high school and I really wanted it. It was at the Chevron next to the Subway. (laughs)
1: Oh, nice! Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, right over here, yeah, where yeah. Publix is.
0: And for those of you listening, that's Subway, the sandwich place, not like a train system. Right, right.
1: This is land. What was Crunk Juice? It what was. It?
0: it was just like an energy drink. Right. Um, but it was nastier. But you know,
1: was it alcoholic? Obviously, no. It was just not, an energy drink.
0: No, they tried to make that was back be- like early, early energy drink boom when gotcha. it was like you could get Red Bull, like Surge, f- Surge, like full throttle. Oh yeah, yeah Sobe. Yeah. Um, and Monster.
1: Yeah, Sobe was big during Yeah, time. exactly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, I think this is where ATL Ho comes from. The crunk sound. Let's talk about that a little bit. It was everywhere in this era. Yeah. Talk about Usher. Talk about Ying Yang Twins. Yep. Mike Jones, even though he's from Houston, crunk yep. sound. Um, just like this whole, everybody was kind of like copying this like party atmosphere. Um, crunk, for those of you that don't know, is a portmanteau of Mm -hmm. which a portmanteau is when you combine two words into one. Right. And it is a combination of the words crazy and drunk. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that's perfect because like, this is such an expressive style of rap music. Yeah. And it kind of, it has like, I I think it's like the precursor to a a lot of the rap that I really like. Like this, I think this track came out before uh, Laffy Taffy.
1: Yeah, might have. But yeah. it's
0: like in the same, I feel like it's a part of that that scene. Like the snap music had a lot to do with crunk yeah. music.
1: Well, the snap was a big thing with the crunk music. That was like one of their identifying like, yeah, snare drums was the snap. Exactly. Yeah. So
0: I think that to help create a genre that just like gets booties moving every day, all the time.
1: Yeah, it was party music. Like hip hop felt good. It was cool Like for like rap music to go through this like party phase and yeah. everyone feeling good and, and be up, you know? It, it's funny because
0: even though the the pop, it's about pop, positive stuff, like... Going to a strip club and, right. and and like having fun, even though it's like really positive like that, it still almost feels more aggressive. Yeah, maybe than like yeah. modern rap songs about selling drugs or right. some dude like whining on auto tune about I'm not talking about anyone in particular, but you got everybody who was listening is thinking the same person. Right. <laughs> That's okay. Go make some more songs for TikTok.
1: Yeah, Um, (laughs) Kronk was fun, man.
0: What I want to talk about is like the energy of it. Like this track, it's got whistles, it's got sirens, it's got kind of like that precursor to the dubstep bass. The flute melodies here, Mm. which has obviously become, you know, one one of the most popular instruments in hip hop. Yeah, it really has. (laughs) Um, How do you make a recording that feels like you're at a crazy fucking party?
1: I think you have to be at a crazy fucking party. That's
0: that's what I wanted to bring up. I'm glad you said that because I also feel that it's so weird. It's like, and that's why a lot of the music we make nowadays or we hear nowadays sounds like somebody who's on too many drugs, paranoid in their room by themselves. Because yeah. that's exactly what's happening. Yeah. Whereas is. back then, when you had a, a session... People were showing up to it. It was like a bit of an event. Yeah. And I wanted to ask you, what's it like engineering like a high energy hip hop session? Because I know
1: you do it a lot. <laughs> yeah, I've done plenty. And it is like a crazy ass party. Yeah. And there's there's no way you could have captured that energy on that record without it being kind of like have, being at a party, you know? Like that's like the fun thing about sometimes recording hip hop and rap is it's just like it's fun, yeah. it's loose. You just go in there and you try it, and it's like if, if it if it goes crazy, everyone loves it. If it doesn't go crazy, it's fine. And the next guy goes in and tries yeah, something crazy. Yeah. Everyone's having a good time. There's people around, there's stuff on TV. You're just having a good time. And that's and that comes through the recording.
0: Yeah, which is this is an interesting thing to talk about. Like, how much does the art that you make reflect your real life? And right. can you ever really escape your real life? in your creation of the art.
1: Well, that brings you to like a really (laughs) interesting story. So... You know, me and Ben are really big fans of Billy Hume. Yeah, he's like yeah. a mentor of mine and you know, he's fans of Ben.
0: He came to my my first ever solo gig. Yeah. Which none of my friends came out to. <laughs> so f- shout out to Billy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but he worked on this album and worked on like countless like Lil John and East Side Boys hits as, f- as as well as like Ying Yang Twins hits. And he always talked about little I always like asked questions about Lil' John because he worked with Lil John before Lil John became like a massive international yeah. star. So really knew him. And he told this amazing story about like when little John was going around and like trying to like get into the artist thing and write songs is, you know, little John would have like a pen and paper pad with him. when are like a little one, like when he'd go to parties and stuff and he would like just write down things that he heard at parties, yeah. just like little mm-hmm. words here and there that he would hear people throwing around and then he'd go to like, you know, Billy's studio at the zone or wherever he was recording and try to make songs with these words that he was hearing people use. Yeah. That's smart. Man, It's so smart.
0: Yeah. You have to like mine your real life experiences um, for your art, but in kind of another way, if you're not thinking about making, if you're a musician and you're not thinking about making music, when you're not actually making music, you'll never be good at making music. Yeah, <laughs> That's true. Yeah, that was a sentence right there.
1: Yeah, <laughs> people didn't realize that Little John was an A and R. Oh shit, I didn't even know that for LaFace. Really. Yeah. Whoa. He was an A and R first. He was like a businessman. Damn. Which this is, is why crazy. when he went on The Apprentice and was with Donald Trump, he wasn't Trump, that bad. He wasn't that bad because he actually came from like a business background. Like he was actually <laughs> like in like the label side before becoming like producer, <laughs> rap DJ superstar. Like Little John's not like some crazy lunatic no, that, guy. He's
0: got his head on straight, and he's never. Um, you know, it's like I've never heard about him getting in trouble no you never hear like oh little john like got wasted and
1: right punch right. these
0: people out or some girl came on stage while he's playing a guitar solo and he punched him out <laughs> right and i'm not like i'm talking about afro man or anything right um, you
1: know, yeah. no the dude had his head on straight yeah, you know, yeah. which is and it's, it's, it's funny to like be so like on yeah. top of it but to create music that's so chaotic and all I over think, the place i
0: think it makes sense like if you're able to marshal the chaotic parts of your energy right. into something productive. Right. Like making music about right. being chaotic. You can kind of tame it a little it's bit. It's like more. the outlet. Yeah, 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 which is cool. And like that's kind of honestly like how I feel about listening to a lot of records like this. Cause like I don't go to strip clubs. Um I don't have enough money. I don't have enough supporters on Patreon. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um I don't I don't I don't get super fucking wasted. Um but right. when I hear this music like this, I feel myself release some of that aggression right? that like would go to stuff like that. Right. uh, Unless I, you know, if I ever stopped meditating really angrily.
1: Right. (laughs) Angry
0: meditations. (laughs) Um, Man, this song is about some nasty shit, like shit that I love, but like pretty nasty. Uh, I had middle schoolers, high schoolers, and adults alike saying skeet skeet until a sweat dropped down my balls. Right. Do you, do you think musicians, like, consider the implications their music might have on the culture when they make songs? Nah. no, I don't think so either. <laughs> but isn't it just crazy when you think about it? It's like, yo, this dude, like, taught, like, regular-ass people, white people, and probably other people who listen to this that weren't a part of the culture that skeet means chism. <laughs>
1: Yeah, can I say that? I don't know. We'll use we'll use a we'll little beep thing. Uh, you know? But I
0: said jism. That's a very like it's a proper yeah. It's it sounds Latin, like something. The Latin a, form, the, the Latin, gizzy, <laughs> crunkus, <gizziest. Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> But it's just like crazy that you think about these dudes just like making shit and on I think, the radio and is everywhere. And I think nowadays, like I do think like rappers are such smart marketers yeah. that they are like, oh, I'm going to start saying this and it's, and people are going to be walking around saying slime this, yeah, and slime and that. that yeah. Yeah. But, you know? I, but like, it's just crazy. Like I, I, it's just crazy that it goes from like shit that little John would over here at parties into a recording studio and like quite literally transmits that idea.
1: Yeah.
0: Throughout the whole world yeah. with like the song, which is dope.
1: Yeah. It, this song reminds me of like one of the greatest points in my life. Like, <laughs> yes. I, I, like one of the greatest, like <sighs> one of the highlights of my life was summertime. I think maybe we were later in middle school, but my cousin Eric would come and stay for us like a month in summertime. Mm-hmm. And my two little brothers, they shared a room. It was like the bigger bonus room and they that was their room. And what we would do is put all the mattresses on the ground. Yeah. And we'd like live in that bedroom, <laughs> all, four, so all four of us, <laughs> and like play video games and stay up to uh, like three in the yeah, morning and, and play basketball all day. But I think I brought this up in another song, but this song was on one of the Need for Speed games. Oh, nice. And that's why I remember Damn. it. And that's why what? I remember it. And it just like reminds me, it was like, man, uh, I wish I could go back to, you know. Yeah.
0: It, I was thinking about like, I have this, a similar story where I had like um a little like Early, early MP3 player. Mm-hmm. Around, yeah, I remember like, were they like, the
1: little, yeah. like the
0: little LED on And them. they were pieces of shit. Yeah. But I remember going, I went to Jewish school and I remember going on like a Torah trip mm-hmm. to like learn about the Torah. I don't even remember. All I remember is I snuck my MP3 player on the little conversion van. And I would get, I got, like I would listen to this song a lot. I would listen to this. I listen to "Whistle While You Twerk." Oh wow! And say "I I I and you'll love this. I was really into "Puddle of
1: Mud." Blurry <laughs> on that trip.
0: <laughs> Can you take it all away?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like weird, like a song like this. Like it would, it would be common for like a song like yeah. this to be like, oh, like here's my playlist: "Boulevard of Broken Dreams." Yeah, yeah. Get low. Yeah, you know. <laughs> but then
0: I remember some rabbi took took my MP3 player. And he confiscated it for the trip. Mm. He was like, "This music is bad." I was Boy. like, "You know what? If if, if loving Little John and the East Side Boys <laughs> is against the Torah, I might as well be a Christian." <laughs> <laughs> that's, oh, that's, it. that's all I got. He is <laughs>